When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Loud Spot podcast uses adult humor and adult language in its broadcast. It may be unsuitable for younger audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we are idiots. Please don't take anything. We say offensive or the heart. What is going on? Welcome to the Loud Spot. We are sitting here today, and we got a Sam is making a face right now. <laughs> we have we have we have a we have an interesting show today. We got some topics we're going to talk about. We got Vinny Langdon interview coming up later, and we got some new music like we always do. And I want to start this episode off with a music discussion. And I was surprised to hear that the Rolling Stones. We're going back on tour. Mick Jagger is 80 years old. He's older than that. He's, I no, think he's, he's no, like, I Googled it. I Wikipedia, I Wikipedia that ass. Well, how, how old is Keith? How old is Keith? The real question is, how old is Joe Biden? I think Mick Jagger's older than he is. I mean, I'm telling you, I just, I can't comprehend. You know what? Here's the thing, though. Watch him. He still moves like he was in his 30s, 40s. So yeah, I will no. give him that. So they have a music video that we are not going to play on here because it's the Rolling Stones and we probably can't uh, on yeah. YouTube anyways. But they have a new song that came out three days ago, a new music video called Angry. Look, Rolling Stones is not my cup of tea. I, I like old school Rolling Stones. But them coming out with music now, it's not my favorite thing. But I'll tell you, Mick Jagger's moving in the in the in the video, and they got they're on these billboards. It's pretty cool. They got some hot chick like half naked in the video, which is gonna draw half, the half the age, half the age. <laughs> oh, dude, more than like no half the half the half the age would be like forty. She was probably like uh, twenty six. One one third <laughs> of the age. <laughs> yeah, third of the age. But and then they have a whole new album coming out too. It's called. Which I don't know what Hackney Diamonds. I don't know what Hackney is. I think that's a place in like London in, in England somewhere or something like that. Oh, okay, like Hackney. Okay, okay. Yeah. Which which just makes sense. Uh, so my only question is to, is to make um, you know, when do you, is is this song named after because they couldn't find their geriatric medicine, so they're angry. Um, maybe they couldn't get the pills. Maybe, um, maybe their health insurance, you know, went down, went up or something like that. So they're upset. <laughs> well, according to the angry. internet, he's also worth $500 million. So, so, so I don't think he's worried about insurance. <laughs> Do you even have insurance at that age? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Money. I, I we, you, well, I mean, he that much money, but that much money, I mean, not, not age, that much wealth. Well, we know he has a drug dealer. Right. We, we all know they got a drug dealer. So the, instead of probably the the normal uh, co- cocaine, marijuana, stuff like that, alcohol, they're probably dealing out with geriatric medicine like diabetes medication, um, heart, heart, heart pills, Viagra, you know, those kind of things. A doctor goes on tour with them to make sure that they stay healthy. Yeah. Why do you and think up- <laughs> when you're worth that much money and your band's as successfully as successful as the Rolling Stones is, do you, do they, do they just do this because they're bored and they want to feel young again? Is that I think, what's I the think point of it. going back on tour? I think they're going to do it until they actually die. They, well, I mean, Mick, Mick, Mick Jagger said plus. this is not this was not their final tour. This is not a fa- farewell tour. Is what he said. It's not. 
Right. Yeah. So I he, guess as long as he can gonna, move. He's going to do it until he croaks. Well, so don't forget when you're in the record, when you're pushing a new album, you have to tour because you have to get those sales up, those kind of things to make that, that, that advance that they get back. Question is, do they even get advances anymore at this stage in game? We know that when they go out there and they tour, it's a production show and stuff like that. And stuff has to be paid for. And, but they, they get to keep all that money. So what are they saving for? Is it the last remaining of their life insurance policy or something like that? So I, I'm just trying to figure out like when's enough enough. But then again, I, I actually commend them. I, I'm not literally, I, I know I'm making fun and, and talking smack about them, but it's one of those things. You, all of us, all three of us, we would do it until we die. And that's probably yes. what it is. Yes, it, it, I'm sure it is. I mean, I mean, Ozzy would do it. Ozzy would do it for yeah. his Parkinson's. He was doing yeah. it. It yeah, wasn't exactly. until he was physically unable to, and now he's doing a podcast with his family. That's right. Who do you even <laughs> tour with if you're the Rolling Stones? Does it matter? So, but who I would mean, you pick? You're the would headliner. Would be, be Ozzy Osbourne? I know that. I know yeah. a band that they would they would tour with. I just showed you this band. You have the music. Um, if you would load it up while while, while we're talking, here. <laughs> oh, they, would, they, would, they would they they would tour with this band, and this band is great because I think I think this is the band that they would tour with a hundred percent. The band is called the Clintons, and not like uh you know Bill and and, and Hillary, and, uh, Hillary <laughs> that kind of Clintons. Uh, but I think they would tour with this band. So let's go ahead and show it real quick. John, what are you doing there? Well, I'm clapping my hands. Well, that looks like fun. It is fun. You should try it, Levi. All right, I'll try it. How's it go? It goes like this. I've got the clap and I'm giving it to you. I've got the clap and I'm giving it to you. I've got the clap and I'm giving it to you. Who's got the clap? I do, I do. Well, that looks like a lot of fun. I want the clap, too. It's really easy. Anyone can get the clap. I've got the clap, and I'm giving it to you. I've got the clap, and I'm giving it to you. I've got the clap, and I'm giving it to you. Who wants the clap? I do, I do. Now, you guys, wait a minute. I want the clap, too. Now, gosh, jeepers, I want the clap, too. We've got the clap and we're giving it to you. We've got the clap and we're giving it to you. We've got the clap and we're giving it to you. Who's got the clap? We do, we do. Yeah. Oh, you are awful. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. hey, I'm pretty sure he's the best. Or is that like an STD literal song? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it's it's actually we'll give props to the YouTubers, the Clintons. It's a sketch comedy show uh, on YouTube, but uh, they did it wiggle style, obviously, you know, yeah. with, with the different yeah. cup. So, you know, Rolling Stones, if you're looking for a good opener, get your clap on. Is it it's not even called clap. He's Teletubbies, right? Not the wiggle. Is, oh, the wiggles. No, the wiggles. The wiggles. Yeah, 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 Australian band. Uh, okay. Australian. Australian. Oh, Australian. Yeah, All their accents on the same line. Oh, William's going to be so mad at you. Yes, he he's is. Probably he's probably listening. <laughs> he's not listening because we're pre recording this. Pre-recording this, one this so. He listens to and he's going to call you at four o'clock in the morning because I'll, I'll, make, sure, I'll make sure to tag him in it. <laughs> Australians sound like English people. Uh, <laughs> we do have another song we're going to play, but let's let's wait to let's play this play to play that one. Oh, yeah. This is a legit song, so <laughs> you, want, you want to go ahead. You want okay. You want to go ahead. Let's go. Let's go ahead before we move on to the next topic. Let's well, let's hold on. Play. We have hold on a second. Go ahead. We need to wish you a happy birthday because it no, is your birthday no, we weekend. No. So what? No. no. Yes. And I do. Yes. So, I, no. And I he make... was supposed to unwrap the gift on camera, and so many people are disappointed because he opened it ahead of time, but. Okay, first of all, you got to know you can't give him anything without him just automatically. <laughs> I had no choice because he switched days on me. Look at that. I have a podcast because that's what he tells everybody. Yep. Exactly. And the squirrel with blah, 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 because he zones out on the podcast. I think and the I, funny I one. a picture of you, me, and him on the podcast. Yeah. I, what was that in the corner? There's something. The that alien. Says, 
Yeah, the alien. He he sucks or something. So take him back or something. What does it say? <laughs> he's not as funny as he said. Returning to sender. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had to make sure that he was represented. (laughs) Now, I've given him a birthday present every year. This this person, I was going to cuss, but I was just (laughs) and he doesn't care about it. That's what it is. Well, the only reason is because I made it podcast related. Oh, okay. That's the only reason. Your presents are podcast related. Yeah, there's just a couple hundred dollars. (laughs) Hey, I went through actual blood, sweat, and tears with that thing. (laughs) That was my third canvas, and it took me a total of a week, and I wanted to smash the first two several different times, and I did not. You should have, and then gave it to him. Actually, I probably could have given him the busted two with the Mm -hmm. one and be like, look how much I put into this. Yeah. Uh And he would be like, I don't care. I'll Uh never I'll never forget the first time Sam and I went out to eat. The first time he came to Oklahoma City to visit Uh me, we got to eat. Sam's like, I'll pay for dinner. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so I'm going some bougie, the bougiest restaurant I can think of in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Our bill is probably a total of like oh four hundred. Yeah, it was close to four hundred dollars. <laughs> it was like well, three eighty something, and, and I only had like two hundred. And Sam's food wasn't even that uh, good. I got like, he he. he what did you get? A beef Wellington. Beef and it's Wellington. Not, so what, you can't what, really if you ask if, if you ask someone like I don't know maybe the guy that that says his beef Wellington is the best, Gordon, Gordon Ramsay. So. Uh, <laughs> You can't really mess up beef well, but they found a way to mess this beef well. Everybody can find a way to fuck now, it, yeah. So he wanted to go to Mickey Mantle's, his favorite place, but for some, I think they were it was closed. closed. Yeah. So we went around to the. I can't remember the place, but it seemed all right. And I only had like two hundred and some odd dollars on me, and I thought that was enough. <laughs> Apparently it wasn't. And we got the bills. <laughs> not, not, and I was like, like two hundred bucks last night on my birthday dinner uh, at at Junior's. That remember that uh, restaurant we went to, Sam? That like what sixty style looking mafia cigar bar? Right, right. That's right. what we ate and dinner I, yesterday. It was two hundred bucks just for me and Stacia. I know. And, Over. And it, 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 it was it good though. Was it good? Can I borrow two hundred dollars, Sam? <laughs> yeah. But didn't you have an issue? It was when good. Stacia. Uh, Decide to click the button to reserve, um, reserve the table. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so speaking of restaurants <laughs> and tipping, but by, by the way, Sam, we 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 tipped last night, and you also tipped on that four hundred dollar meal that I wanted to pay for half of. So, yeah. <laughs> let's go ahead and play this Memphis Mayfire song, and let's talk about tipping and what it is doing. Just, well. It's gotten out of control, people. It's gotten out of control. That's all I got to say. We got a whole segment about the United States and tipping in the United States. But first, let's play Sam. Go ahead and play Memphis Mayfire featuring a tray. This song is called Misery. You're listening to Loud Spot. Scores, yeah, I got them, but I've come to love. 
You heard, heard it here third, right on the loud spot. You heard, you heard it here last. Oh, you're muted. You're muted. You're muted. You're muted. There you go. I'm not. I'm not important. <laughs> kind of important. You're kind of that's important. Only, so that's only because Diego's that here. Oh, <laughs> you're you just as buddy? important, Sam. Diego's out at, at Blue Ridge. We'll talk about that later. Let's go into tipping, man. Okay. <laughs> so here, here's my beef with tipping. Your We're, beef with tipping. Okay, when 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 do you tip? When are you supposed to tip? When? For tattoo artists, hairdressers, servers, bartenders. Okay, okay, but serving. when do you tip? You tip after a service has been provided. Yes. Because why? If I'm going to a restaurant and I'm looking at a menu and I want the fillet medium rare with mashed potatoes and green beans. And the waiter says, just put your order in. How about that tip? No, dude. You get the tip after getting my food and you provided a good service. So, All right. Well, let's, let's structure this a little bit. So Stacia decided she's going to, to reserve a table at, at this restaurant. No, no, no. This uh, is not a restaurant. This is axe throwing. Oh, this was actually. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, okay. so what happened was for my birthday, we're trying to decide what we're going to do for my birthday. Last year, we kind of had a big birthday. Sam, you were there. Donna didn't know you yet. And we went out. So this year we're like, let's just go us to let's go do some axe throwing, which we wanted to do. There's an axe throwing place right down the street from my house. And then we're going to go out to dinner. So we don't know how busy it's going to be. So Stacia goes online and she's reserving this axe throwing thing for us. After you go to check out, they ask you for a tip. And my hmm. my now my my first thought was it's their point of sale. It's yes. it's their system, the POS system, right? Yes, that's what POS. they have. It's just on their website. No, they they specifically ask for a tip because they're going to show you how to throw the axes before you throw them. That's a requirement okay. for safety. That's per their insurance. So that's not a service that is tippable. I mean, well, they we left no tip. We love like, you're not tipping for that. That's like your job. It's like, but everybody asks for a tip nowadays. This started during COVID. Normally, it was just the service industry. I can see why they could ask for a tip. We want to get a couple beers and tip the lady, anyways. But if, I feel right. like if you don't tip. If you don't tip, when you walk in, they know you didn't tip in advance. So they're like going to be less nice to you. Right. And so I, I here, here's where I have a problem with tipping. And then there's a, everything is asking for a tip lately, whether it's uh, I'd say it started from Starbucks. No offense, but I think it started from Starbucks. So I wait in line. I'm waiting in line. I'm not being serviced anything. You're making me the the drink that I ordered, and then you still kind of want me to tip on top of that. Now, this is going to rattle Don just a little bit here in a second. <laughs> but I'm sorry if I come in for a haircut, you give me a haircut. I'm not required to tip, but I'll no, probably tip. It's same thing with the tattoo. 
you're you're already charging me a couple hundred dollars to put ink on my skin. Yeah. Now you're going to you're going to expect me to tip you on top of that and it's one of those things. But, but now granted, how you treat me like oh baby me and be like hey numbing cream and oh happy right. ending or something. Great. Uh, <laughs> no, not happy ending. <laughs> Jesus, you disgusting. But you know, those kind of things like that I could see where tipping would be uh, would be a form of like yes. I tip my tattoo artist because of all the maybe the breaks that I had or hey, can I go smoke a cigarette? Hey, can well, I go do this? What what you said was Typically, people don't tip tattoo artists, and that is legit. I've been in this industry long enough. It's probably a 50-50 on who's right. going to tip and who's not going to tip. But what a lot of people don't realize is, yes, you just got charged $200 for that tattoo, but us being artists, we are our own entity. We have to pay booth rent or commission, and so we lose up to half of that money that we just mm -hmm. made off of you. And or then we have to, have and then, <laughs> or your yeah. own studio. Well, see, that's the problem. Too many artists got a big head thinking they didn't need to pay people. So now we're like overcrowded with tattoo studios and can't get artists into studios that, you know, you need to. But mm. the other thing is, is we have to buy our own supplies. You know, that shop does not provide that. So that $200 tattoo, we probably only made 50 bucks off of that thing. Legit that goes so now, towards our bills. And so uh, anything that's tipped to us, that's our money. And so that helps us out. It's no different than servers because they make $3 an hour. They rely on tips. Okay. So depends on where you live in Oklahoma. I think they make $2 and 14 cents an hour. I don't know if that's the exact number, three, but it's like 24 and Missouri okay. was five twenty-five. So the reason why I looked up why, Tipping has gone so crazy. And what I found online is it keeps, and this is where I think it's kind of BS, okay? It keeps the cost down for the consumer. Okay, so that means that the employer doesn't have to pay the employee as much because they're getting tips. If they don't have to pay the employees that much, that means the cost of whatever they're serving you stays, stays cheap. Oh. But in Oklahoma, you're only making 2 to $3 an hour. In the restaurant industry, right. that that's that the cost of your employees doesn't affect the cost of your supply. But now restaurants, I do think that restaurants, tattoo artists, I've always tipped when I used to have hair, you know, I would tip the, the hairdresser. Or like if I went on my birthday last year, I went and got shaved, a nice shave done, and my head, you know, waxed and all, whatever I had. I tipped yeah. the guy, you know, like five or ten bucks, something like that. Because it gave you happy ending. Yeah, give me a happy ending. But but for axe throwing, I don't think so. Drive-throughs, I don't um, think you should have a tip for drive-throughs. Most places now, when you go to check out, they ask, I mean, where, where's it gonna go to? You go buy a car now, you gotta tip your salesman. Yeah, well, he's already <laughs> ripping you off to begin with. Yeah, he's right. making commission off of that sale. You know, so what what, what where where are you still gonna tip the guy at the grocery store that bags your items? Right. And don't forget in other countries, it's a very disrespectful to tip like Japan. Like Asia, well, yes, but yes. they also pay them, you know, above their minimum wage to where they're making just like anybody hey, else. But a Bartista at Starbucks is making above Barista, Barista, Barista. Let's say Bartista. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that, that's the bar person. Sorry. That, is that's isn't that a wrestler? Starbucks employees no. are Bartista. making above Baptista. minimum wage. <laughs> Yeah, Baptista. Yeah, sorry. So well, we bad. can't get it. We can't get our terminology. But so you know, and and as a server, I was a server for many years. It's one of my so go-to when I come when I come to a, a city that I need a quick job, and I can tell you that they don't pay for health insurance. They don't pay for any kind of insurance whatsoever. You get half, if less than that. So yeah, tipping is is great, but I would expect not to be tipped if I didn't perform a great service either well of course of you still you yeah. can't be a jerk to people and still expect a tip but i i, I think when people, <laughs> you don't know sebastian <laughs> <laughs> i've i've eaten a meal with sebastian it's not that oh. bad oh wait wait until it's the first the breakfast he doesn't do breakfasts all well. i don't like he's, breakfast that much but i'll still tip he's a grumpy grumpy guy for <laughs> i've had i've had brunch with him and stacia and mimi 
And well, okay, yeah. mimosas also. So, yeah, but, but yeah, br- yeah, brunch. I, I like brunch. Uh-huh. I, yeah. I'm not a big breakfast eater at, at, at all. Um, I did want to say before we move on from the tipping thing, it did start back in medieval Europe, medieval European days, which then I got to thinking, what does medieval mean? Like what, what is that? Why do they name 15, it 15, 16? Uh, because it was medieval times. It was between the Renaissance period and some yeah. other period. I can't even remember. What the, evil people. Yeah. So that's what tipping started. I think America with COVID, uh, with food delivery services, I think people just got used to asking for tips, and that's what caused yeah. um, the I tipping see the craze. I can see the peasants like, ah, oh, my DoorDash didn't come through. It's, what the heck? I gotta get some more hay in here. I, 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 I think if I think if employees are making minimum wage or above, I don't think yeah. that they should be able to ask for tips. But I also come from the service industry to where, you know, I'm partial on that. But I think it has ruined a lot of people because, you know, tips have gone down. And, you know, my daughter, she was a server for two years and it started declining as well. People weren't tipping like they used to. And it's just because I think everybody's asking for tips now. And so they're just like, I'm done. The, yeah, that, that's I, exactly right. what I was going to say. When you are constantly being asked to tip. You're done. You're done tipping. It's like when your phone, when the spam phone calls ring. I used, to, I used to donate to the national police, whatever, which is not even a real thing as that. Fraternal but, order of the police. Yeah. What? Fraternal order of police. F O P. Yeah, whatever, uh, whatever it is. It's some national police department. That, you know, but and I, and I gave him like twenty dollars one time. But now I'm not. Every time someone calls me, I'm just annoyed. I just hang up the phone. I don't even talk yeah. to him anymore. And same I with tipping. I mean, if you got it now, I do tip at restaurants, but I feel obligated to tip. If that thing comes on the screen of how much you want to give, I normally do custom and I'll do like $1. If so it's like every a cult ta- or something. So yeah. we're going to play that Sarah McLaughlin song every time in the arms of every time every and we're just going to look at him every time we're out eating and see if he's going to just bust into to tipping or something like that when we could have a horrible server but we're going to make him feel bad really quick station so. was like you better not say anything when we get there because she because i was like i was kind of irritated she was just leave it alone and that's not that lady that works there's fault you know yeah yeah, yeah. but normally i do say stuff and i probably shouldn't but <laughs> I said lots of things around Sam. And he, and yeah. I, I shouldn't have said <laughs> all the time. So, how was this uh, interview this week with Vinny Langdon? It went good. It went good. Vinny Langdon is a interviewing personality, kind of does what we do. But he started when he was 14 years old in Vacaville, California, which is where I'm from. He started in 2004. Oh, he started in 2004. He's won some awards. I think he does more film directing now. Yeah, the short films. The short films and has his own film All festival. Right. Hey, folks. Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, Rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. And now we are here with Vinny Langdon the third, who has the Vinny Langdon show, a Vacavillian not friend of mine. I didn't realize you were so much younger than me. I thought you were about my age, but you are younger than I am. The Vinny Langdon Show is a show that was on public public access. I did think that you had a show on MTV. I don't know why I thought that, but that was never the case, right? No, no. It almost happened. Almost happened, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> so I feel like you... In 2000, what, 2003, 2004 is about when you started doing the, was it band interviews that you started with? 
Yeah, yeah. So I started going out to like Fiesta Days, the Creek Walk in Vacaville, filming, you know, the cover bands. Uh, wanted to be an actor, big movie star. And uh, of course, living in Vacaville, six hours north of L.A., uh, opportunities were slim. So uh, I grew up in that era of your dad, your grandpa used to go and use the big camcorders and film everything, whether it was your birthday, Easter, and then the next holiday you'd play it on the TV like it was a home movie. And, uh, you know, that kind of spewed into me and I took it to another level, started interviewing local bands. And uh, 17 years, I had a great run. My show is on seven TV stations across the country. And uh, actor, filmmaker, kind of do a little bit of everything. Dude, you've done a lot of things, and your YouTube channel has kind of changed throughout the years. Yeah. I think it was primarily band interviews. I saw an interview you did with 303. You've done Falling in Reverse, Papa Roach, Alien Ant Farm, a bunch of big bands. Did you start? Was YouTube even that big? I don't remember, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, I don't remember if it was big then. Well, the thing too is like I remember getting so offended when YouTube first came out. And people would see me in town in Vacaville where I grew up, and they'd be like, "Oh, you're a YouTuber," and I'm like, "Dude, no, nah, no, nah, I'm no Justin Bieber. I'm you know, no, you know, I'm not that." Oh, I think YouTube started off like you know those prank and those fail videos. I think it was like the first thing, and then people did those challenges, and they were short. And for me, I think that's what got me notoriety quick because. They were like, yo, who's this like 14-year-old kid doing professional interviews, improvised, interviewing these bands that were just on MTV like two weeks ago. And uh, then, yeah, like you said, it kind of revolved. You know, I was like, well, I, I like acting. I want to be able to show that. So YouTube was a great platform. I could, you know, I call it the the Woody Allen route where I would write my own films and act in them and direct them put them on there and uh then you know sometimes i'm like hey i'm bored i'm gonna play some video games and you know do some gaming at two o'clock in the morning when you can't sleep and uh i have german shepherds so i film them but so when people see my youtube channel it's definitely just kind of like my life you know whatever i feel like it i saw the german shepherds holding holding hands i think is what they were doing (laughs) on one of your clips yeah is that that how you got all the interviews you got was because you were a teenager I mean, do you look at that as an aspect that helped you, you know, interview Papa Roach and, you know, all them people is because of your age, you were young. And so they felt safe to talk to you. I think so. It was more primarily like their management record labels. They thought, oh, well, this kid, you know, in high school, he must have like a following where these record labels were like, if we promote our music through Vinny to them, there's, you know, an audience. Um, I always ran into other fellow teenagers that were doing interviews. And I'm sure you've seen them on YouTube where they're like, hey, what's your favorite color? And like, they would just piss the bands off or, you know, and (laughs) it's like. And I'd sit there and then they'd be like, oh, we're not going to do an interview with Vinny because he's young. He might just be like them. And that was always hard for me. But uh, I think, yeah, that was probably one of the reasons because I was so young, but yet I had a professional, you know, uh, approach about it. I wasn't, you know, I was there. Hey, let's promote your record. Let's promote your new music video and keep it professional. Not, hey, what'd you eat last night on the road? You know, so <laughs> nah. I think that you have a management team to help you out to get nah. these bands on there. No, it was, it was all me, you know, even wow. back in the day of my space, I was, you know, messaging, um, and YouTube and, you know, using social media, tracking down bands and, uh, but you know, the music community is so small once you, I mean, I'm sure you're with your podcast, you're learning. I, that I didn't too. know that. I did not know that until I started yeah. doing the podcast, how small the big side of the, <laughs> even, even the bigger local bands are with yeah. inside that community. And I did not know that until even in 2023. Now, mm-hmm. even though the music industry's changed, there's still mm-hmm. an inside to the industry. It's like my brother's in a band, my cousin's in a band. Hey, I just was touring with this band, go interview them. And that's how it grew. People go, Vinny, by the time you were 18, you had 500 episodes. How did that happen in a four year span? And I said, It's just, I would go to a show, I'd interview the first three or four opening bands. And then, you know, every concert, it just evolved. Funny story with like Papa Roach. Uh, When they first started, my mom was working at a local ice skating rink in Vacaville. And they were, they were quote unquote, too hard. You know, they were like, the city council was banning them from three (laughs) Oaks. They did that show at the ice skating rink, right? Yeah. So my mom said to Jacoby, she said, hey, you guys play here. Why everyone's ice skating on a Friday night? Now, funny thing is when I started my show, you know, this was, you know, four years later after that, 
um, I reached out to Papa Roach. I actually took the Infest album. There was a P.O. box. And I remember writing a handwritten letter. Hey, Papa Roach, I want to interview you on my show. And they were like, no way, man. You're just a kid. No, no, no. Well, then like about seven years into my show, I run into Jacoby and he's like, bro, I watch your show all the time, man. Let's do an interview. And I'm like, dude, finally, like, it's funny how that all revolved. But um, no, yeah, it did have its perks being young and trying to, you know, get whoever I want on the show. Um, But I think I'm the second person from Vacaville to do something like this. (laughs) I did it way (laughs) later on in life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Were you, were you nervous? Because so, your interviews are in person mm-hmm. where mine are on screen. And I really feel like doing in-person interviews. I've done a few of them and they're a lot harder than doing it on screen. Cause you're right there next to someone on screen. If I say something that's real, you know, crappy, you're not going to punch me in the face. <laughs> but you might, if you're in person with me, was there ever worried about you were nervous about or felt like didn't go the way you wanted it to go? Uh, yeah, there was definitely, there was a lot of interviews that didn't go the way I wanted to. And the whole reason was that is it's all perspective. And there were a lot of bands, uh, you know, most of the time I would catch these interviews were when they were touring. So they're in the middle of being on the road. They have that mindset and maybe like they just did an interview on satellite radio the day before and they were talking, you know, all this, you know, hyped up stuff. And then I come around and I'm like, hey, what's up? I'm Vinny. Let's talk about this. Little did I know their girlfriend was cheating on them while they're on the road and broke up and they got that bad phone call two minutes before I do this interview. And it's like, oh, well, this is awkward. I'm like, why is the band just, you know, being so rude towards me? It's not being rude towards me. It's just they're in that mindset. Right. Um, you know, people are, you know, they do notice they're like, you're never, no, you're never nervous when you interview these bands. And for me, um, the only one time I was super nervous was I interviewed a band called Power Man 5000. Oh, yeah. And knowing that Spider was Rob Zombie's brother and it's got that pressure. And they were that band I grew up watching wrestling and the video games and the theme songs. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's Power Man 5000. And <laughs> I remember walking into the boardwalk in Orangeville and just like he's got his denim jacket just you know looks like a total rock star and i'm just like oh, i get to interview him and then he was like bro that was like the well, best interview i did and i'm just like oh my gosh so i ended up gaining like this cool you know friendship out of it where every time they were in you know sacramento they call me up hey vinny come film our show come interview us come hang out and i'm like Wow, that's cool. But the first interview, it's even on YouTube, and I'm just 15-year-old version of me just going, so, uh, you know, (laughs) how the band gets started? And, uh, you know, and I was shaking. I'm like, gosh, I can't believe that's even on YouTube, but part of the history. (laughs) I mean, it's cool that you thought about that at such a young age. You know, I was like 37 when I decided I was going to do this. Well, COVID had a lot to do with that, and I want to go back, back to my roots. Speaking of Sacramento, you won the People's Choice Award. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. In Sacramento. What is, what is, is that like a local thing or is that like a, because the People's Choice Award, there's several of them, I think. Sure. Yeah. So the Sacramento International Film Festival, I've been involved with that since 2010. And every year they have a film challenge where you have to make a film within a 48 hour period. They'll say, hey, you know, your genre is this. You have to put a character name and a prop. And basically you have from Friday to Sunday to complete a whole five minute short film. And for me, it, it's like a hobby. It's just fun. It's, you know, I'm not in for it for the competition and uh, a few years I've won. And uh, like last year I won the people's choice award and it's just basically the audience sits there, watches the movies and I guess they like my stuff. So that's cool. <laughs> is, that, is that what you're doing now? Is that you're mainly doing films? And I know you started with the Staten Island summer of shorts, film festival which is that short films yeah yeah so uh my family you know my mom's originally from staten island new york i spent a lot of time there and like what you were saying during the pandemic um as a filmmaker myself i love making short films it's just a hobby of mine i make a film put it in film festivals and then you just grow as a videographer and you know actor and you just make connections and it's fun and uh, you're italian 
Yeah, just a little Italian. But uh, so with the film festival, because of the pandemic, there were a lot of actors that were coming out of it going, man, I want to get back to work and I want to do this. And I thought, why not better than let's put together a film festival. So three years into it, uh, it's not what I ever thought I would end up doing, but it's it's helping me because I'm meeting other filmmakers, you know, from the New York area that, you know, actors that were on The Sopranos and Law and Order and uh, MTV's Jersey Shore made some connections through some of the cast members. And, you know, so there's there's talks. You never know uh, what the future will hold. So it's all about connections and about the right timing. So I think I'm following in his footsteps, but just older. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're trying to get younger, like and I'm that, trying to get older. That's so cool, man. <laughs> that is so cool. You have a new short film that just got released called Ghosted yeah. uh, just a couple weeks ago. I think it's called Ghosted, right? Yeah, it is. I don't yeah, want to screw that up. He's like, <laughs> no, yeah, that's no. what it's called, and it's not called it's that good. at all. It's called something no, else. Yeah. So uh, Ghosted was a short film that I wrote probably uh, three years ago. And, uh, you know, during the pandemic, you know, of course, you know, we all experience losing people close to us or in the distance. And for me growing up, I always had like this fear. I don't know if it's a real thing, like a phobia of funerals, like people would die and like, especially like Catholic funerals, it's like open casket. It's like, oh, go say goodbye to grandma. It's like, I don't want to see her. She's dead. You know, like she ain't going to, you know, she ain't going to bake me, you know, peanut butter cookies. So why am I going to go to her funeral? Like, what's the point? So I took that, of course, you know, I, I always have like a light, uh, good sense of humor with uh, a lot of negative stuff. And uh, so I wrote this yeah, film, you know, be. basically, basically um, saying goodbye to somebody that you really love and care about. And that's what the short film is. And uh, a lot of my work, you'll see if you look, there's a playlist on my YouTube channel, has a bunch of short films. 95% of them, they're all comedic. And this one is, uh, I guess, a little tearjerker. So just, uh, <laughs> but yeah, check it out. Uh, it was a great film. We shot it in a day. Uh, we just sent it off to like 20 film festivals. So fingers crossed, see what happens. And nice. uh, I think you guys will, will like it. We're going to play a little clip from your short film, Ghosted. Last question I do want to ask you is, and you may or may not know, I don't know how often you, I know you upload to YouTube, okay, a lot, but I don't know how much you pay attention to your YouTube page, because <laughs> I don't pay attention to mine that often. One thing I noticed on your YouTube channel, which is the Vinny Langdon show, for anyone that wants to follow Vinny Langdon, go on there, check out all his old stuff also, new things as well, you have a, your MySpace link. <laughs> on, on your YouTube channel I clicked on your MySpace link It goes to your MySpace page Which according to my browser Has nothing on it Has nothing on it But MySpace is still a thing Is that purposely done Or was my browser just messing up uh, I think depending on what browser you use I'll definitely have to check it again I haven't <laughs> checked it in a while But hey maybe it's been on there forever I don't know <laughs> I mean he did start out on MySpace I did start off on MySpace, yeah. What was that, Don? I said, didn't he start out on MySpace? Is that what he said? That's what I said, and he said yes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I thought it was maybe YouTube, but my, I think everyone started off on MySpace back in the day. That was still right. a thing back in the day. Okay, for all those who are on MySpace, still go check out Vinny Langdon's page <laughs> on MySpace. Go check out his YouTube channel. Just type in Vinny Lang, the Vinny Langdon Show. You'll see all his videos. The older ones, man, impressed me so much. How you're able to get some of those bands on there. You got some cool. I even have a how to ice skate uh, tutorial, which had like 1.2 million views on it, by the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, yeah. Were you even on that video? Uh, I, I think I filmed it and I produced it. I did another okay. one and i was hoping that one would get the 1.2 million views and i'm like hey you want to be in my video and then he gets the and i'm like how come i couldn't get the 1.2 million views come on man but, oh, Go well, check out we're gonna play a little bit of your clip right now uh the short film called ghosted i think it dropped august 25th Vinny, thank you so much for being on the show don't go anywhere stay right there i kind of think i'm nuts i'm just losing it like I can't go in there. I should just go to my therapist right now. But don't you want to see how beautiful I look? No. Laying there. No, I don't. Shiny wooden brown little casket. Bree, Bree, just. Well, it's almond colored, actually. Just, please stop. What? I. 
I, I can't do funerals. I just can't. Like, I can't go in there. All right. So, in honor of Sebastian's birthday and the first of the month, I got to do a segment on Stump Sebastian. So, uh, yes, but I'm not doing music this time. I'm doing questions with multiple choice answers. So, right. you ready for this? I think I am not ready. Audio cut out. Yeah, hold on. What? Her audio cut. Really? Your audio. Yeah, Yo, it now. did. It's back. I right, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So, what year did Papa Roach release Last Resort? Uh, the same uh, year as Anthony. Two, hold on. Re- <laughs> 2001. Are you ready for 2000? Your, are you are are you ready for your your choices? 1999. Okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, you're literally giving A, B, C, D. So, A, 1999, B, 2000, C, 2001, D, 1998. I'll go with uh, 2000. You're right. Okay, because I thought 2001, because I, well, I was a senior in high school. I graduated 2001, but it came out when I was a senior. So, it must have came out before... Uh-huh. When he had more, he had more hair on the top of his head. <laughs> I had a lot his, more hair then. You know me, yeah. I always than have his go, lower regions. You know me. I have to go easy on the first question. So, right. let's see. Second question: When was the most recent album released for Evans Blue? Album? Yes. Ooh, it was a while ago. How many years ago? I don't know. Three years ago, we had him on the show, and he was talking about it. It hadn't come out yet. Still hasn't came out. So, so, all right, so obviously we're not talking my, about that one. What's my? I'm gonna go. Dan, like you're way behind. Uh, my guess Dan. is gonna be 2012, but let's hear the choices. Okay, choices: A, 2016; B, 2017; C, 2018; D, 2015. 2015. 2016. Yeah, my first guess is gonna be. <laughs> I always trust your gut. Yeah, well, I wasn't sure. All right. All right. Last so Danny, question. you need to come up with this album that you've been working on for the last <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> All right. Last question. When was the first episode of Big Brother? The first episode? Yes. Okay. Hold on. Hold on now. Let me think about this. Okay. I just got to get the year, right? I'll, I'll, I'll give you a hint. No, 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 no. I don't need a it's hint. It's not giving away the whole answer. I don't need a hint, though. Okay. I think I got this. I think I got this. What year right okay. now? 2023? Yes, we're in 2023. 1998. Wrong. Ah, oh, crap. Okay. What's the hint? Ready for the answers? Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. the answers? Okay. My birthday of 20, 2002 is option A. B, July 5th, 2001. C, July 5th, 1999. D, July 5th, 2000. 1999. Wrong. July 5th, 2000. Two okay, so, okay. so right, right now, right now they're on the 25th season of Big Brother. So I was counting 25 years ago is what uh-huh. I was trying to do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Whatever. You, you got to subtract one. It's okay. You got one. Two for one. I got one. I, I was close. I was close on Evans Blue. I was never close on all of them. Yes. yes I think you if you're were. within like three years, you win. <laughs> Whenever you have multiple choice answers, that does not work. Oh. And and folks, that's how Sebastian plays life right there. If he's <laughs> if he's within a couple of years, hey, he's good. I asked him when my birthday was. He got it the day after. So hey, I was like, all right, that's close, close hey, enough. He's close. close that's enough. That's how that's how he that's how he judges everything. If it's close enough, eh, okay, it works. You said your birthday. I was like, when's her birthday again? Then I remembered it. I have a lot of people. Jimmy's birthday is the same day. Evan's birthday is the same day. Yeah. July 5th. Everyone's that I'm friends with has a birthday on July 5th. Yeah. <laughs> I was two hours shy of being a firecracker. Yep. That's why we're not friends. Uh, I'm in February. <laughs> My son is February 7th, and I love him very much. We're good. Well, I'm okay. not in February anymore. I'm back in January. <laughs> I'm going January now. I have a son in January, so... Oh, Come Jesus. on now. Uh-huh. You quit having babies in the summer. <laughs> quit getting pregnant. I had one in the summer and two in the winter. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> All right. Think, well, let's you go. Think those, go ahead. Go ahead. 
Honestly, you think those big brother, the cast members get paid all that? I don't know how much they get paid, but I wonder if you're, if you're on a reality show. Yeah, you get you get paid a certain you get a amount. Daily pay. And if you win, then you get what's the advertised. Big prizes. Yes. I wonder, I, wonder, I wonder if everyone's different depending on what like their bills are. Like, I honestly think it went up because the cost of everything went up. So the people who were on the first season didn't make as much as the people on this season just because of the economy. I don't think it was necessarily like I don't know. I always I, wondered well, if you were on a reality show. I would try, almost wanted to try out for Big Brother, but I didn't. Because, you know, I'd probably be like an, I'd probably be an ass on there. Like, so, you know, you think you're doing great, you but then you're like America's ass. hated person. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't want to do Actually, I don't want to be that You guy. know what? Th that's a good idea. Actually, so if there is any TV execs that actually listen to our stuff, which probably not, <laughs> um, I would say, hey, look, we got a great, a great uh, client, a great, uh, a, a great guest for your show. I would love <laughs> to see him on, on, on the national screen. And make sure you edit that sucker good. Make him look disgusting <laughs> as he should, because he tries. It, it's funny when the cameras turn on. He's all, ah, oh, I'm nice guy. I'm nice guy. But then the cameras turn off. He's just mean as they can be. I mean, he's like the worst human being, member. <laughs> you know. Coming from the man who carries the angry face. Uh, I always ah. Hey, I got an angry face all the time because of him. That's what <laughs> I, I'm, I know the cause, I'm the cause of his anger <laughs> and, and his anxieties. That's right. That's right. So, oh, yeah. all right, let's take a look at Let's take a look uh, because we're coming up to a hard commercial break okay. uh, right now um, because, remember, you changed the time, so... Um, so, so let's take a look at, at, at new music, uh, from the band, uh, taking back Sunday. Oh, what was this song called? Sold. So old. Sold. So old. That's right. So take a look at, uh, sold by taking back Sunday. You're going to get sold. You're going to get Stay. Well, I am one of God's great creatures. His size never lies at 
He's always muted. Always <laughs> muted. All right. All right. You know, they don't sound like the old school Take It Back Sunday. No. I, they I sound, they sound, they sound, I like the older version of them probably better, but not older as in their age is older. I like the older, like in the past. What the, about Rolling Stones? <laughs> I, I, mean, I like Rolling Stones, like their stuff. From I, I've, I, honestly, I've never been a Rolling Stones fan, and I was raised on music from that era, and I just never really. That are the Beatles. We, we tend to forget about that when bands like Taking Back Sunday, Hawthorne Heights, uh, all those early two thousand bands. They have to change. They have to try new yep. things. Some people are going to like it. You know, we we all go. Well, it's not the, like it used to be anymore. I would really wish they would just keep doing the same old music. No, but I, I actually <laughs> like I, I like when bands change it up and they don't sound the same. Yeah. So, but if you're the I mean, Rolling Stones, you sound like you're, you know, from the '80s now. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's like there's nothing new about. At least Taking Back Sunday has. There's they're a little more. What's that? What kind of what stop indie? They're more in. I guess they were kind of always indie emo. The more yeah, indie or indie indier. The more indish. <laughs> can I be? Can I, can I say indish? Here he goes. He's reaching, folks. He's reaching for that that word that's not going to describe them at all. And just like he does with a lot of our bands, he's like, "Yeah, you guys sound like uh, whatever." So they kind of remind me of the Mamas and the Papas. <laughs> Mamas and the Papas. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Jefferson Starship. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. No, no, they don't. They don't. Mm-hmm. All right, we're we got five get, minutes to kill. We got five minutes to kill. We were, you know, I don't think we have time to get into the. Uh, residuals and AI stuff, but we do have some music news, right? Yeah, I do want to talk about, you know, this has been a wonderful week for festivals, as you guys can tell out there. First, it started with Burning Man, all those rich, white um, people stuck in the mud. (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) <laughs> but hey, here, they got the campers. They've got they got it good right now. They were they, they they were good. And 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 Burning Man is not a music festival. Okay, let's let's let everyone know that it's never been a, a music festival. It's more of an art art art. I call it like a bazaar of art sculptures and stuff like that. And like I said, rich white people wearing it's half naked more hippies. Yeah, I well, thought it was a music festival. I didn't know so, that. No, no, they had yeah. stages. They have music there. I saw they have music, TikTok. but they don't have stages. They have girts and and stuff like that, and acoustic guitar and and you know kumbaya hour and all that kind of Bunch stuff. Bunch of hippies. So yeah, uh-huh. well, th- so I went to Burning Man one year, and I can tell you, the first thing you do is they ask that you roll around the dirt. I said absolutely not. I didn't pay all this money so I can roll around in the dirt. Um, I know as a Marine, hygiene is very important, especially when you're out in the middle of a freaking nowhere in this moon dust dirt. Um, it's very green, very uh, environmental. They do have porta porta potties and all that kind of stuff, but they don't have showers. They do not have showers. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you got a bunch of very attractive females that smell like butt all day long and you're like oh my god that why does she smell like that that makes no sense way too beautiful to be like but everyone's there but they have the coolest art sculptures and i will tell you that so but this year a a a, not a freakish storm but a storm rolled through dumping almost twice the amount of rain that that area gets a year so in a day in a day day. in a day so, you know, poor Chris Rock and and uh, and the Diplo or whatever his name is, the DJ I don't for them. them. Yeah, <laughs> so they they had a hard time, you know, they had to get rides with normal people, you know, to get out of there because they oh, didn't want no. to. No, they they were stuck there for a long time. Did, did, did you if, not if, see that? If yeah, Chris I mean, Rock's in your car, do you ask him for an autograph? Well, while he's in your what, car like everyone's freaking out, you're like, dude, I would have slapped him. I would have slapped him. I said, "Hey, well, good thing got nothing on me." Smack, and be like, "What are you gonna do now?" No, just kidding. Um, no, but I, I mean, I, I did feel bad for a lot of people that spend a lot of money, but not as bad as what just happened. Now we're recording on a Saturday, and it just announced today the whole Blue Ridge Rock Festival canceled due to weather. Um, on top of what has already That's- happened. That's what that post was about. I saw a couple of people yeah. post. I didn't really look that much into it, though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So and, and our it, Diego, the guy who's on the show, a lot of times he's yeah. So hosting you know, Blue Ridge. 
Yeah. Well, he I don't know if he's hosting, but well, he got to he got to announce catching. He's got to announce a band. Yeah, exactly. He announced a band. A band. There you go. He's there eating, um, eating food. <laughs> that's right. So I actually feel bad because I've watched Jonathan, you know, try to create this thing and, and try to create a, a very over the top and try to, you know, outdo what Danny Wimmer and his team has done um, with all their festivals and stuff like that. And it's a lot of bands. I mean, it's a lot, a couple hundred bands for three days of a uh, festival but you know it started the first day and it every year it's plagued with something and it's usually camping or it's usually something and so on and then to have another storm just roll through that area tear apart people's tents merch tents a lot of bands will go out there to sell merchandise at the campgrounds and just hang out with people and try to get their name out if they're not playing aren't we glad but, we didn't go now sam uh that i you know what i said that i was like i'm glad that we we called it in June because we didn't have any work. We're going to go. So I'm glad because we'd be sweating. Now, granted, I I would have took care of us because I'm going to make I was going to make sure we had a camper or uh, RV uh, or something nice. <laughs> we don't like camp. That. We glamp, bitches. We glamp. Well, hey, I stayed I in the to... hotel whenever I went to Rocklahoma last year. Screw camping or glamping. Well, an RV shower. at least. If I don't have a shower for Sebastian to take his morning, uh, well, why do you uh, think get... I was at the hotel? If I don't yeah. shower, don't talk to me all day till after I take a shower. I'm, I'm seriously. If he doesn't get his shower, at least a PT shower, something he can rinse off all the alcohol and all the smells <laughs> off of him. He is a grump all day long, and he'll stink on top of that. So <laughs> yeah, he'll be a stinky his... grump. Well, I mean, whenever mm -hmm. a place like Rocklahoma, you're sweating all day anyways. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not going to sleep until I have a shower. Screw having it when I wake up. I'm not going I'm not laying in that bed until all that sweat's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So I just feel really bad. Like I said, I don't know how he's gonna bounce, you know, Jonathan and his team is gonna bounce back from this. It's a lot of refunds that they're gonna have to give out. Um, and they're still gonna have to pay probably deposits as Ooh. well as maybe full full payments for the bands that were scheduled to perform that were there. So yeah. it, it's going to be tough. And, and I, I hope it can continue on. Ooh, but I'm seeing like, I'm just looking at it going up. Uh, I'm going to, I would take two years, John, just take two years, recoup, and then come back at it again. We've already saw what happened earlier in the summer, uh, earlier in the year with, you know, metal in the mountains up in West Virginia and that thing, you know, falling apart and those, and, and these isn't festivals is Blue Ridge is in Virginia too, right? Yeah, well, this uh, the metal in the mountains is West Virginia, and then Blue Ridge is in Virginia, just a little north of Charlottesville. They're in East Virginia, uh, Northeast. I, Virginia. I, I, yeah, so. there's no East Virginia state. <laughs> yeah, anyway, you know, you know, the, here's the the thing is Virginia. Okay, that's the constant. Okay. Don't throw a concert festival in Virginia. You'll be all right. That's <laughs> Well, the one in Florida did fine, but of course that was earlier in the summer. Well, it wasn't Virginia, yeah. was it? It was Florida. No, it was Florida, Florida, yeah. You're talking about Welcome to Rockville, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a Danny Wimmer Presents. So <laughs> I'm just I'm, saying him and his team. I, I, I was just saying, Sebastian said no, what, no Virginia, so I was just stating Rocklahoma did fine and the one in yeah. Florida did fine, but you know. Yeah, it, it, it's tough when you start getting into the uh, late July, August, September dates. You, it's heat, especially, yes. but it's one of those things. They're trying to stand out where you know everyone else has J May, June, usually for their festivals, stuff like that. Um, you know, October for the West Coast. Uh, usually, we have them like the the um, um, uh, we. Uh, when we were young festival. Yeah, I couldn't remember the festival name. So it, it's tough. And throwing a festival is tough in general. There's a lot of moving parts in it. So we wish the team the best, but uh, ouch. That's all I got to say. And the hate, the hate that 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 people are. Oh, that, people are getting I, I mean, mad. People are yeah, definitely so. getting, But you know, when weather happens, you can't, you can't, can't control, control the, weather. the weather. You can predict it, and sometimes that's not even accurate. But, you know, we do got to get out of here. Um, I want to thank everyone that listens to this show. I also want to mention, if you're still listening to this, email us, theloudspot.gmail.com. Uh, if you have any concert stories you would like for us to share on our podcast, we would love to do that. That's all the time we got. Subscribe to all of our stuff. Peace out, rock on, and much love. This is the Loud Spot outro by Nothing Short of Tragic.
Is this all talk with no action? No. Is this my thoughts with distraction? No. Is this what I bought that's in fashion? Or is this the loud spot with Sebastian? Yes. Does nothing short of tragic have his back again? Yes. Does everything that's good really have to end? Yes. A big post has to pin show so to get more episodes, make an order, this is over. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.